Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode one of The Shift a new Irish sex and dating podcast with me, Des Bishop, and my new partner in crime, Katie Boyle, who you will meet in a moment. But first, a little bit of housekeeping. This episode one was originally put up as a sort of experiment episode on my podcast, the Des Bishop Podcast, which isn't really an active podcast. Um, I had asked Katie Boyle, who is an up-and-coming comic here in New York, but she's from Leakslip, originally in uh, on the Kildare-Dublin border. And I had talked before about doing maybe like an Irish sex podcast on my own, uh, on the Des Bishop podcast. And I wanted to find an Irish woman based in New York. I got to know Katie and I proposed to her that uh, perhaps she would like to partner me in this um, experiment. Uh, she did admit to me that she didn't feel that she was somebody who was terribly experienced in these matters. However, she's very open to discussing them, exploring them, learning, and uh, having a bit of fun with all that stuff. So we decided together that we would try to embark on an Irish sex dating podcast, perhaps with a little bit of a slant on the fact that we are both straddling both lives, an American life and an Irish life, which uh, does inspire some thoughts about the differences. Uh, but needless to say, uh, the journey has begun. And we are now ready to go as a new podcast called The Shift. This is episode one, which is very much myself and Katie trying to figure out what the hell we want this to be. So it went up on my podcast. The feedback was great. If you haven't listened to this episode yet, great. It's all ahead of you. Thanks for joining us. We've put up four podcasts to start this, uh, to start this journey. Enjoy them all. More will be coming. Ladies and gentlemen, please meet... My partner, Katie Boyle, and let's begin the journey. I need to ask you, how do you feel about that thought that uh, there's a lot of sex podcasts, a lot of them are here in the United States. Don't you think that like Ireland needs its own one in terms of just Ireland's just that little bit different? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think people are very vocal about sex here. I think people are a little bit more not as vocal maybe back home. Are you afraid to say that? I mean, you're allowed I, to say that. Uh, yeah, I think we're, we're getting better and getting more comfortable. Um, but I definitely think since I moved here, my friends here are much more loud about their sexual experiences. And my friends back home would only tell their close friends. But here it seems to be people just talk about it and do what they want. And there's more casual sex and that's okay. 
but I feel like at home maybe my opinion with a lot of the girls that I know is that sex being casual is just to eventually lead into a relationship <laughs> yeah so I think we're starting to get a bit more open don't you oh well, well that's oh sorry to interrupt you but that's something I wanted to talk about in regards to the fact that she said um that's that they think a guy going down on a girl is disgusting right but it's totally okay and then so that made me think about Irish women and masturbation and shame like it's still that's the next generation and they're still mortified by it and over here women you know have sex to come but it seems like back there it's definitely more for the man and the more I talk to my friends yeah they just have a I just wish I wish we got more open we were as open with like female orgasms as they are here yeah that's kind of what I would like to spread the word about you'd like to spread the word about that yeah but i mean i I absolutely uh you know i i totally do want to get into the you know just like whatever like advice and people's experiences (laughs) and we can chat to we can chat to you know people along the way but i i do think that if you i think maybe and this might be a judgment on my behalf if you came at an irish centered sex podcast with the same openness and frankness as the Americans do, maybe I'm wrong. I think some people would struggle with that. Yeah. Do you think, or maybe I'm wrong? Um. I only go on the example that definitely Irish people aren't as comfortable with like sexual material on stage. Oh yeah, I totally. And I, I, yeah, I, I, I just wonder again: is that just that kind of little bit of shame, or yeah, yeah? I no, I think you're right. I do think you're right, but. I think if if people can get more com- if they could get more comfortable talking about sex, then it would benefit better for relationships, right? So I, uh, yeah, I do agree. It is a bit much over here, though. Sometimes you think it's too much. So sometimes, well, I'm trying to be better, but I was like, for an example, I was out with a group of girls. That okay, I was in an area where there's a group of girls I know not that well, and one of them was shouting in the place about how she had pegged this guy that we knew, and my automatic thought was wow that's very private I don't think you should say that out loud but then I thought oh is that because I'm Irish I think that that's private but I just felt sorry for the guy because we knew his name oh it, oh because yeah I mean yeah I mean that and I didn't know her well enough whereas usually you would just friend that we like share that information with your close friends so it just yeah it, it made me think is that like an Irish thing that I feel very uncomfortable that you're shouting at begging someone but yeah I don't know either I mean I do think I do think possibly that's like a breach of trust. I mean, yeah. it's such an old term, but it is kissing and telling. Yeah. Which, you know, another thing we can talk about is kissing <laughs> and telling inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. But that is an interesting topic. But I just find that your journey, I find that your journey is very interesting because not only have you come from Ireland to New York, but you've come from Ireland to New York and found yourself in the New York comedy scene, which not that the comedy scene is particularly important as some sort of cultural thing to experience but it is a very open and yeah exactly it's like I've gone 50 years into the future sometimes but I do think since I've come here I've learned how to orgasm which was great I don't know that that was you you did you didn't know that yeah oh yeah and only recently orgasmed in during sex for the first time oh really yeah and that was my issue it's just a comfortability thing so because I just don't feel comfortable and I that's again maybe I don't know if that's me or an Irish thing. But then I talked to a lot of my girlfriends back home and they said had a similar, you know, that they feel they just, they don't, they didn't really know what orgasm was. They didn't masturbate. They didn't kind of, 
so then it's even uncomfortable with the guy they're just kind of like just doing it for him to have fun and that's yeah i mean that's so interesting because I, I did a routine years ago about female masturbation yeah and it's great the lack of <laughs> i love it the lack of comfortability <laughs> in ireland well i i did it yet i didn't say it was i don't think i have to find that routine i actually can't find it yeah but i don't think that uh, i said specifically irish women i think i was kind of just saying women in general but just basically the comfortability in, of men you know just be like yeah sure. men can just be like oh well this is it comes back to my sister and just because she's so young it really irritates me that all those guys those age would be like oh yeah i you know wanking is just it's like second it's like easy conversation but then how come it's not the same with women exactly yeah it should be and she was so horrified when i was like no you should go you know we should explore that first and she was like end of conversation no that's disgusting so that's amazing me. yeah yeah, I mean, who knows where that's coming from? I mean, and like, I don't want to get into the conversation about what's an appropriate time to experience any of these things. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> well, she's nearly 17. So yeah, listen, I don't care. I don't <laughs> yeah, care. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Well, but still, that's, you know, I'm 28 and there's friends of mine now this age back home who are only kind of figuring out like um, how to orgasm. And then there's guys who just because the woman doesn't know and then the woman's very frustrated, they're not delivering so it's and like they're mad then because they have like a female blue balls but like i i think if women knew irish women specifically knew their body better then the sex would be better and everybody would be happy yeah which is another conversation i'll definitely have about <laughs> not about blue ball i mean blue balls first of all i think it's a strange thing i think people think it's like this pain or something but i tried to have this conversation with nikki glazer and bonnie mcfarland recently but you know, I love Bonnie, but she was just too in the mood to like joke around. So we couldn't like get yeah. into the meat of it about the, uh, you know, who's, you know, who's responsible for what, like in those situations where, you know, like, it, you know, does a woman not want to do anything fine or is she not want, is she pretending not to want to do something, but she wants to push it. And like, I think most women you talk to, they all talk about that different. Like yeah. sometimes it's like a no, sometimes it's like a, a, like a, I, I want him to push a little more or whatever you know yeah. very complicated conversation so I'd love to talk about that too perhaps with a few other women in the room just about their different experiences of yeah. guys and their their pushiness or otherwise I definitely have a rule system oh you have a rule system yeah so I don't feel guilty so there again it has to go back to the Irish thing <laughs> no but I think a lot of women have that well even I had oh yeah well and it do, this is so funny that we're actually talking about that because I had a friend recently where something ended with a guy and um, I said it was just so weird because he was so generous and sex. He was so ge he was so generous. It was all about me that I was so surprised that he kind of was confused on his feelings and, and we, it didn't work out. But I, I guess I associated his generosity sexually as him really liking me. And then she said, I think you gave it up too soon. And I was like, OK, now you've just managed to blame me on this. <laughs> Who said? She, who said? A you, friend of mine, a girlfriend, an American a, friend, an American friend actually, but from an extreme uh, religious background. So, and then I, we 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 argued it out, and I said, and then we she we, she apologized, and she said she didn't mean it like that, but it was still an interesting. I was like, I'm so surprised that that was your, because I don't think it matters when you really do have sex, and I made him wait two months. So two months, and you gave it up too soon. Yeah, but he did. He does live in a he did live in a different state, so he had to physically like the first weekend we visited he didn't and then the second weekend we did but i do have like a a time limit where i like to just so i don't feel guilty which okay is well let's just let's 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 talk about the rule system it's a good title for a podcast it's a good title for an episode that's why i i, I like this subject. three dates or three weeks 
three dates or three weeks before you have sex yes because anytime I've done it sooner I've either ended up in a relationship with someone I don't really like and it's just because of the sex and I've confused the emotions or if they can't last past the second date they're probably only doing it for sex and then if I like them more then there's no point interesting no I mean I, I think a rule system is good yeah only because I think sometimes if it turned out that you had like a passionate fling with somebody that you just met that that can be okay however there's every chance that it's not okay in the sense that like you may never see them again yeah. uh so i think it's smart to have the the three date rule or whatever anybody's rule is yeah and it's like it's not like i always had that i have had one night stands and i have ended up in a relationship from having sex too quick and then being like oh that was just infatuation not love and then i kind of ended up in this messy relationship so that's just a system that works for me yeah absolutely yeah. but i think it's good to have a system to a degree i mean i think it's fine to break it and i think i've i think everybody i've witnessed the struggles of people with their yeah. sticking to the rules or not but i think in general it's smart just in the sense that and this is, doesn't come from a place of shame but i just think that it, men men will pursue it whatever goes on in their body with the testosterone you know men will pursue it past the point of of rational thought <laughs> you know and and they will have good intentions. Like the, yeah. I, I know guys are assholes, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of guys will do it with good intentions, but like they, they will change fast. Yeah. So even though I don't think, you know, women should have more responsibility. I mean, I do think it's smarter for women to have a rule system because I think there's a greater chance for a woman to get hurt than a man. Yeah. So it's smart to have I think it. for me anyway, because I love love. So I'm like, and then I have, I've, I definitely have a person who will like fall in love very quickly and then out of it very quickly but I just I like people <laughs> so it's very and I develop relationships very easily so for me the system is good if you're a person who is lovey-dovey it's better definitely because as well when you have sex and it's great it's hard to kind of be like oh is it because of the person or because this is really fun yeah yeah or oh, then if it's really great and then you don't see them again sure that's shite you feel shite yeah I mean, I, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I wish I'm, I was like I'm that. Kidding, I'm kidding. I wish kidding. I was slutty. I'm It'd be kidding. so much fun. I'm kidding. Because sex is great. I, well, you, you, wish, you wish that so-called slutty behavior was okay in your own mind. Um, I wish that I didn't associate emotions with sex. I wish I could just separate like, them. okay, you can leave now. I got what I wanted. Especially now that recently I found out that sex is better than masturbation. Before, when I figured out so I had sex. Sex was like, well, it was okay. I was like, oh, I guess this is what it is. And then I found out about masturbation. And I was like, this is great. And sex was never as good as that. And then I had sex that was better than it. And I was like, ugh, well, this is my life now. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess it's like smoking weed and thinking, oh, wow, this is such a great feeling. <laughs> and then doing some other stronger drug and being <laughs> like, oh, God, weed is nothing. Yeah, like, this yeah, is right. the real deal. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... Uh, and I think, oh, do you know what I think as well? But like what I would love to talk about relationshipy stuff is that, I don't know why I just made up that word randomly. But well, relationshipy <laughs> stuff is fine. But like in a series, like people my age, I find that a lot of the guys who try to date me really overthink it. And really like, there's a lot of like not being able to communicate what they want or or even in my girlfriends, I see that a lot as well. Um, I just, I, I, don't think, I don't know if that's like a generational thing now because everybody goes to therapists or... I don't know, people seem to make things a little bit more complicated. Or maybe it's because of online dating and there's so much... There's so much so choice. Much choice that they're like, oh, is this the one? And they end up kind of just not going with it a little bit. 
I think. Don't don't hold your thoughts. Yeah, but they are scattered. That's the problem. Well, well it's okay. Be scattered today, and then we'll we'll grand. we'll we'll focus on all these things. It's just because we have to find out if it's going to be worth it. Sure. It's interesting that you said vote. Well, you were talking about Vodafone because they have a they had an advertisement when I was like thirteen, where or maybe I was older, but it was a basically that their signal is so good that this girl gives this guy his her phone number, and then he never texts, and all her friends are like, oh, he probably didn't get them. He probably or he probably did text you and it got lost in the signal and then you see later that he's just throwing the phone number in the bin and it's just as odd about like oh he's not that into you and I always think about that when I'm dating a guy most I always go back to that ad because I'm like well if he really liked me we'd just we'd be together he's just not that into me and I think of that ad well, you know there's a book right well, there's the movie as well oh that's right they made it into but a I movie think the ad came out first and it's still I still go back to the ad before yeah but yeah the book the book was definitely before the ad. Oh, okay, okay. Because, uh, well, I, the book, I did Aspen, I did the Aspen Comedy Festival in 2005, and Greg Berent was the host, and he wrote the book with somebody else called He's Not That Into You, and it had been out for a while, but that, that was, it was a big book at the time, and he was quite well known at the time. Yeah. So I feel like possibly the Vodafone ad was inspired by the <laughs> okay. book. Well, just But you know, for you... Yeah, they have really affected me <laughs> um but that's all right too like isn't it no it's great i love that because you have to be realistic and it's sad but then you have to just be like i guess that's life you know yeah it's not really a reflection on you no no i didn't i don't think so either and i think it, that's just the it it is either people like you or they don't and if they do you'll make it work or you'll if you don't really you'll find all these petty excuses so i mean it is more complicated now there's so many options mm -hmm. i mean and I, you know i'm curious i'm 43 years old i was born in 1975 like i did a lot of you know my like my early dating like before even cell phones you know and uh and like the real like cell phone or like mobile technology really only affected the dating game like since apps like which is way yeah. more recent so i'm i mean i've read you know whatever i come across articles and chats about how the apps affect people's behavior and a lot of like conjecture assumptions yeah. i i don't know but i'd be curious for us to explore that for ourselves to try to make sense of what's changed how it affects people what's healthy what's not healthy yeah. well i think a lot of it brings out i think for a lot of people who are insecure they really struggle with like texting now or because anybody who's jealous or insecure and then they're in a relationship that person they're dating has so much more they can text girls or they can go online so i let that previous guy that i was really really interested in his previous relationship was really bad because his ex was so jealous and she wanted to read every other text message mm. she had with a girl wanted to know who he had matched with, t with on tinder and it just opened up this sort of toxic thing well and look that's her issue um but yeah it just made me think of god if you're insecure all of this stuff it's just harder for, for people. Yeah, and I think jealousy and how to deal with jealousy and how to deal with somebody else's jealousy would be a very good episode too, yeah. actually. Yeah, because I actually grew up, I, I find I'm not jealous because I grew up with a very jealous mother. She was like uh, abusively jealous, if that makes sense. So with me and my father. So I feel like I'm very healthy when it comes to that because I learned how not to behave. But I see a lot of my friends now and things that I'm like, nah, you can't even let that into your head. But it's, yeah, it's just interesting. Just You just have to really be like, okay, I'm good enough. And if not, 
I'm sure that's that. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, in general, I consider myself not jealous in the sense that I'm not inclined to be doing like looking at your phone. Or, yeah. But I really don't want to know though. Well, this is it. Don't look because you, then you won't get, if you start looking, then it's a rabbit hole. It's like, poe- or it's yeah. like, um, oh, what, what, what's, what's that analogy? Or like you can't stop then. Like Pringles. Once you eat one, yeah, you're once gone. you pop, Boxes you can't stop. Gone. Yeah. Pandora's like box. Pandora's box. That was better. Was analogy. that the, what you were looking <laughs> <Yeah>. for? <laughs> Pringles. I love Pringles. Yeah, I mean, I you know, like It's like st- giving yourself rules again. Yeah. If you have I guess I have rules because I'm so afraid that I'll end up like jealous the way I saw with my parents' relationship. So I guess that's where I'm like, okay, never look at their messages, never even when the phone pops up, I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> but yes and no. I mean you 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 can't you can't stop yourself from beginning to feel a little bit jealous if somebody is like but you can also communicate it because then when you hear it out loud like you don't need to get mad at them but you can be like oh i feel like do you fancy her and then usually they'd be like no and they'd be grand but if you don't say it and then it's months later and then you're throwing a kettle over them or a kettle at them because of something else like, yeah yeah <laughs> it yeah. grows legs yeah because i always say like listen like i'm not really like a jealous guy but i'm not gonna lie i'd rather not know like yeah. like if you're hanging out with your ex-boyfriend and it's not a problem, I'd still probably you'd rather not tell me. Yeah. Even though, and then they say, yeah, but I don't want to keep anything from you. It's like, yeah, I know, but... Why I don't know won't hurt Yeah, me. I, just, I just don't need to know. But then they go, but then you're going to make me lie. And it's like, okay, I, I, I understand. Yeah, like the guy that I was seeing came to visit me for a weekend and it was amazing. But his ex-girlfriend also lives here and she had texted him to hang out and he had said, is that okay? And I was like, yeah, cool. Like whatever, you're just friends. And he said, Jay, and I'm like, yeah, grand. But his flight got delayed. So he texted her and said, I don't actually have as much time with Katie. So, you know, I'm gonna hang out with Katie. And she got really mad and he got quite upset about it. And they've been broken up for two years and apparently haven't had sex in two years. But he was still sort of, it was just a weird, bizarre thing where he was still trying to plastic yeah. her. Like in yeah, I would not have, I would not involve my ex-girlfriend in a... That, that's what, and you know, I was very, I was in, she was getting mad, she was like calling him lame and stuff, and he was quite upset, and I was like, look, we can see her if you want, it's up to you, but I, I do think this is a weird situation, and I think it would be okay if I weren't cool with it, but I am, but maybe think about that, and then he was like, yeah, 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 I just want to make everybody happy, but yeah, it was weird, I don't know, it's like if you're two years out of something, why... That's another thing, friends with exes. Why do you need to be friends with an ex? Yes, well, that's a great topic, friends with an ex. I mean, I have reasonable relationships with my exes in that, you know, except for the big one, which was a bad breakup. Uh, I, I have, like, you know, I have a, a casually, like, amicable relationship with the majority of my exes, but none of them are, like, my my. I guess my friends. I mean, I don't want to offend anybody, but just trying to, I'm just trying to think. No, no, I'm just trying to think right now. Are any of my, have I developed a, well, I am very close with one ex, but I mean, it was always long distance anyway. It was like never really like together, together, but we had like a strong connection and we've remained very close. But in saying that, we have not remained yeah not apart <laughs> like sometimes when we hang out we still get together yeah so it's always been like a semi-sexual thing yeah sometimes but not always like she was with somebody for years and we never did anything yeah just remained friendly but it was always kind of like weird be- well positively weird because 
she was always separate. I had relationships in the interim. She had relationships in the interim. But it was always like, you're that person far, far away, and we have feelings for each other. So other than her, I don't think I have like a strong friendship. Uh, but even then, you still hooked up from time to time. So yeah, yeah. Like, so she, th- 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 she's an exception to the rule because it's, she's not really like an ex. Yeah. If you understand what I mean. Yeah. We never actually, well, I guess there was a, one period of time where it was like a, a fuck you situation from her to me but uh <laughs> in general uh it's always been either like casual friendship or relationship yeah but my actual like proper like full-time relationship situations uh I, i'm not i'm very amicable with all, all of them except for one but i i am not friends with them yeah and i think being amicable is great but i can't pronounce that word but still i yeah i don't know i don't know i thought that was weird well that's a good topic yeah i like that as a topic yeah i think we're gonna have some good topics i think so too i mean i have a couple of i had a situation recently and i needed to talk to somebody and sometimes i have weird situations where because of the time difference i'll have to pick like a certain location so i'll have to go who is in la because <laughs> yeah. it's midnight here and i need to talk to somebody yeah. You know, and I can't call Ireland and I don't, you know, you know. I've done that before. I've stayed up till like 5 a.m. 5 just so I can like call my stepmom and be like, oh, he did this. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So not that long ago, I called. She, she's not an ex, but somebody I had like a fling with, uh, you know, an, an intense enough fling. And I mean, we didn't really maintain a friendship afterwards, even though there was no like, there was no breakup. I mean, it was a, it was a fling that was never like from the get-go it was established that this is just like a thing we're gonna do for us you know for fun but you know we're in the same business and this is not going to be a thing and and that's what it became and it was fine but at the same time we didn't stay in contact yeah but we haven't completely lost contact in that you like you know you like the odd instagram pic (laughs) and you're you're very much aware of each other's lives you know because you're because you're in yeah you're in a similar business you know and uh and and I, I mean, certainly I wouldn't be speaking ill of her and she definitely wouldn't be speaking ill of me. But anyway, she was one of the first people I thought to call. Even though this situation was about another woman, yeah. I never thought for a second that she would be funny about it. And I didn't think that uh, like I would be, you know, uncomfortable telling her. Yeah. And it worked. She was great, actually. She saved me, you know. This motherfucking video, man, gets stopped by the clothes. No, it keeps filming. Thank God. Sorry about that. <laughs> I, I, trying to do this visual, but my, <laughs> yeah. my battery is low, but I'm sure, I'm sure it'll hold. But, that, but back to that, that's really great that you were able to get good advice from her and that you did reach out and talk to somebody. That's good, right? Yeah. Well, I was de- at that, at the, in that situation, I was desperate. I actually told her that we might be doing this. So I thought, because, yeah, I mean, I, ta- I, I, I nearly gave away information that would figure, people could figure out who it was. But uh, so I stopped myself there, because oh. I don't want people to know. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, but certainly, uh, I, I told her that we were uh, going to do this and that, um, that she would be a good person to get on with us uh, at some stage. So anyway, uh, I think that's a good topic, jealousy Ex- and, and exes. And, uh, and communicating and um, um, emotional intelli- intelligence as well. I just well, yeah, we'll read definitely have something to, about that recently, and I was like, "Wow, so many people!" Don't we'll have to get an expert in. <laughs> yeah, we'll that'd have, be so great. <laughs> we'll have to get an expert in about that. Are you comfortable with the fact that it's your side profile the whole time? I didn't mean to set it up that way. Yeah, that's okay. Should I have moved forward so that? Ooh. Should I have moved forward so that you you would be a bit more like not? I think it's fine. Cheating, cheating the camera. 
Um, and the fact that I'm like sitting cross-legged and my yeah, ki- it looks like uh, my the kitchen, late, late show. You look like Gay Byrne. My kitchen is in view. <laughs> I forget Jesus. the new guy who does it. Uh, Ryan Tubbery <laughs> Ryan is his Tubbery name. For years. I think it's funny. As you can like tell that you're not worried about your Irish career. <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely here for the American audience. I think as well if we do it, like I just would like, I guess Irish women to know as well that I'm just figuring it all out as well. Like what I say isn't necessarily reflectant. I do this where I make up words and then I'm not 100% sure if that's the right word, but you know what I mean? It doesn't necessarily reflect all of them either, just what I've experienced and what my friends tell me. Well, no, I think I'd like that to be the vibe of this, that yeah. we're, we're, we're just figuring it figuring out. It out. Like we, when, we could call it figuring it out, but maybe we'll find another I title. It, but. I thought it was funny when you asked me about doing the sex podcast and I was like, well, I've never done like wild sex stuff, like <laughs> anal beats and stuff. So can I be, can I be the inquisitive one? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I guess the idea would be I can't, I, I can't think like, like a woman, particularly a woman of your generation, which is important, you know, because like I have a lot of experience with, uh, you know, people my own age. Uh, I mean, I've been with some people your age too, so I can see that there's a difference, but also I can't put myself in the mind of a, you know, I just don't have the same questions that a woman has, yeah. but I certainly want to know what those questions are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I assume vice versa. I think it's questions that I would definitely like for sex is sometimes I'm like, the older I, I get a little bit better, but I think as a woman, like I get scared about like blowjobs because I've heard like some wild porn stuff and I'm like, okay, it just freaks me out. But then when I'm with a partner, I like, I'm fine. So probably that's why one night stands freak me out because I'm like, oh, I'd have to be way more sexy than I am. Yeah, <laughs> I well, I, I mean, them on my personality first. Yeah, plus they're not safe. You're not comfortable. Not safe. Yeah, and the thing is, I was even thinking, I was very judgmental about, I told you this about choking and I was like, oh, it's definitely not my thing. And I yeah, I've been joking about that my show about the choking yeah, yeah that's fun it's bigger here yeah no yes yeah, like same i have like a little bit about it about a guy choking me but oh really just because he choked me when we were kissing and we had clothes still on and i got really freaked out because it's a little early it's a little yeah, early yeah um, I, 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 early I, for the choke <laughs> yeah the, the, yeah so i have like a little little joke about how i think people do it too early i think Anyway, I think we should save all that. What's your choke rule? Okay. <laughs> I think you should save that stuff until the relationship gets a little bit boring. Not on the first night, because then it'll last longer, because you're like, okay, let's do this wild thing now. That's my silly opinion. But then when I was with the guy that I, you know, that made me come during sex for the first time, uh, and I felt very comfortable with him, at one stage he had his hand on my neck, and I thought, I wouldn't mind if he choked me. Choked him. <laughs> choke him, motherfucker. But he didn't, he didn't choke me, and I thought maybe that would be too far. But I was like, oh, I can see how when you're 100% comfortable with someone, you're like, oh, I'll try something. And I just guess I haven't been comfortable before, so. Well, that's good. And also, you know, you're saying, like, I want people to know that I don't, you know, I mean, that's the whole idea is we're learning this. But also my, my hope would be if people that people will contribute via text yeah. and all that that'd and, be so great well that, i mean that's gonna drive it yeah it'd be so great because as one thing as well i would love to know more about uh women and uh to- like self or masturbation toys wait what's it called like sex do, toys sex toys do irish women get them and do they because i've never it wouldn't even have occurred to me well to we're going to do an episode at least an episode yeah. with sex shopper if not have sex shopper which is terrible that i always call her sex shopper because her her Instagram is at sex and I've registered her name before, <laughs> but right now I can't remember her name. And I mean, it's 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 embarrassing because we've chatted many times about doing something like this. Uh, so uh, 
I, I, I will hope to get her involved as much yeah. as possible just because that is her. She has many opinions, by the way, but that is her field. No, but that's okay. This just made me think two of my Irish girlfriends live in Canada and that's not important for the story, but I felt like saying it. <laughs> but no, they came over here to visit me and they were talking about um, sex toy. One of them had gotten um, a sex toy. Oh, I fucking can't think of the name of it. But it was so good that it made sex with her partner not as good and she oh. said she had to stop using it because she wasn't enjoying the sex as much because it was just so much more pleasurable wow and i was like wow and it actually scared me off getting one because i was like oh god i don't want these i don't want to be like oh you're oh yeah well it yeah freaks me out a little what if it's like amazing we can find out what that is and we can discuss that yeah i must ask her what you got yeah so i think that's great you know and i think i mean i would hope that well, my two hopes, you can tell me what your hopes are. Cool. I have more than two, but two potential hopes for this is one, that uh, Irish men and women both kind of like learn stuff from it while at the same time being entertained about stuff that they see themselves in or perhaps are, are shocked about. And then the second hope is that I learn, you know, stuff yeah. that helps me to understand. Not just sex, by the way, but, you know, just because, you know, I've done a few other apps on my own podcast about, like, consent and women and, you know, learning about, you know, like, me too and everything that's changed, you know. So I would continually hope that, you know, I can keep, you know, figuring stuff out in terms of my relationships with women. Yeah. So those are my hopes. I guess my hopes would be to demystify it a little bit and take away shame and definitely um, for Irish women to be able to communicate more and understand their body more, I think, because that's what I'm figuring out myself. Yeah. So I would like that. I would like that conversation. And that's nice to share that journey. Yeah. If you feel you're figuring it out yourself, then you're sharing And then about sex as like the difference between casual and like lovey-dovey sex. Um, <laughs> does that make sense? No, totally. I mean, that, <laughs> like just that's like, a, I mean, that's a topic, really. I mean, I've had that discussion before. I mean, that really is a topic. Yeah, I think it's interesting to be able to separate those emotions or what kind of, yeah. Want to get some people in on that one, you know? Yeah. Because I, I think there's varied opinions on that, you know? Yeah. You know, I mean, it came up a little bit on Cutting Edge. I did Cutting Edge recently with Brandon O'Connor. You know, you, you don't live there anymore, so you don't know, but... No. It's just a roundtable discussion. Brendan O'Connor and three part three guests, and very everything's quick. Unfortunately, in a way, but the show works for what it is. But I guess podcasts are better at digging into that. But one of the quick discussions was Tinder and the apps and how it affects and casual sex versus love sex and which is better. And you know, yeah. there was somebody was somebody who's actually sort of found religion later in their life. Just said that like sex in a loving marriage was just way better than the casual experience she had in the past and then we were debating like about that so I, I that at that time i remember thinking oh i really want to explore that more the concept of you know sort of like deep loving sex being uh, better or more meaningful than casual sex or yeah. you know can you separate the two and can they both be great in different ways and so I, I like that as a subject and i also think as well because something i experienced was that i dated guys because they were fun but the sex was bad but i still dated them but recently i know, know if i had something where the sex was like way more amazing than maybe the conversation so that was i'd never experienced that before and i was like it was just interesting like would i continue to see this person and hope the conversation got better interesting yeah i've been in that situation yeah i mean i personally think that 
the convert i i think you're having sex a lot less than you're just hanging out so i actually think and i listen i love sex but <laughs> yeah. i really think the sex is secondary because you really can like i i think it's easier to work on the sex than work on the personality yeah true. now listen you can fail you can work on the sex <laughs> and it can just turn out to be a failed experiment yeah I did try to work on the sex one guy one time with a guy who comes from a bit of a stricter Irish American, bit of a stricter religious background maybe. Um, but he said he when I would orgasm, it would hurt his <laughs> it would hurt his penis. <laughs> so, it would hurt his penis. Yeah, he would pull out, which is weird because guys have told me that that's pretty great and it's a good feeling. And he would pull out, and then I said. We have to, you know, we have to make this work for each other. I need to orgasm too. And then he said, nah, you're just too much woman for me. No, <laughs> really? broke up with me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's a compliment though. I guess. Um, but yeah, whatever for him, I guess he'd never felt a woman orgasm wow, before maybe. Amazing. Um, I know I never reached that because he would pull it out, but uh, it was fun. That's amazing. <laughs> But I did definitely try to communicate what I wanted and it ended in a bad result. But, it, yeah, which is, yeah, that, but actually it's good in the long run because... You have to communicate it. Yeah, I mean, that's numero uno. Yeah, because even like we, we... I'd love to be really confident when it comes to like giving guys heads or whatever, all that stuff. And I think... Uh, but I do always be like, okay, just let me know what you like because you could be just down there doing your thing and they're like, yeah. it's a shit. And then if they don't tell you, you can't fix it. Yeah, well, I have a I have a routine. Actually, in my my latest special, <laughs> I have a thing about ways for the bedroom. But I very much put it in the realm of the woman needs to let the guy know okay. because the women are more complicated. But I understand that women. Oh, I actually, think they need to tell us too. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a guy, uh, and I uh, slept with a forty-three year old. It's not Des. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> they know what they're doing. <laughs> but no, yeah, he was. But it was nearly too much. It was like, okay, like nearly like. Uh, nearly too not letting it go with the flow but but he did say something about licking balls and i got such a fright because i didn't know that was a thing you guys like <laughs> oh really licking yeah. balls hey come on that's elementary man I we, know. Need, we, need, we, we, we need to talk <laughs> no, i'm kidding i'm like, kidding i'm not shaming you no, I'm not no, <laughs> you this is like late 20s so i was like wow. and then i told my girl well, this is a very sensitive area well, I, did, I told me i told my irish girlfriends and they're like oh i didn't know but i told my american girlfriends and they were like oh my god what is wrong with you you didn't know that um and I was like, no. And my first thought that went through my head was like, oh my God, men are dogs. <laughs> but then I was like, okay, get over well, it, do your it. Your first thought was correct, men are dogs. <laughs> yeah. But then when I did it, and it's like, okay, well, because it's, you know, it's very attractive for the other person to be pleasured. So then it was fine. But I was like, why didn't anyone ever tell me? I've been in three serious relationships. Yeah, I can't that. believe that you weren't told. And they never told me, yeah. Yeah, just I mean, it's not. A, I, I, I mean, it's nice when it happens, but it's not like the numero uno for me. But but I wonder is that Irish men thing as well, where they're like a bit mortified to kind of communicate oh, yeah. what well, we, they want, whereas American so. men are like, um, "Can you please lick my balls?" <laughs> well, I think American men are head pushers. I think men are just head pushers, right? What is head pushing? Oh, mean? oh no, I don't like that. I know. Yeah, I don't. I know. I don't do it. But I think I've I heard. A, I heard a lot of women complaining like, about the head sick. pushing. You know. <laughs> A lot of women complain like about the head pushing. <laughs> That's so funny. I do, yeah. Sometimes I like to grab the guy's head just to be like, aha. Get the fuck down there. <laughs> That's it's fine. my favorite thing. That's fine. Well, because I feel Not like... Not grabbing the head, being eaten out, but... Um, no, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I know what you're saying. All right, well, that's good then. I think we're good. <laughs> I think we're going to be able to pull this off. I hope so. This will be fun. All right, well, we'll, we'll finish now and then 
before you leave, we'll figure out what our first topic will be. Cool. And then we'll work on when we can do that and who will we ask to get and uh, begin the process then. Fun. So there you go. Feedback, feedback, feedback. That's very important after this particular episode. We want tons of feedback. Um, Des Bishop hits at gmail.com if you want to email me. Um, what else do we got? At Tez Bishop on Twitter, at Tez Bishop on Instagram, Des Buffer on Snapchat, though I don't use that much nowadays since they destroyed it with that update, and uh, Facebook.com forward slash Des Bishop. Katie Boyle is at Katie Boyle Comic, K A T I E, at Katie Boyle Comic. Feedback, feedback, feedback. Thanks for listening, and we'll see what's going to happen in the future. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.